0: Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Make Money Behave. I am so glad to be back after this amazing summer break that I allowed myself to take. I really, really appreciate those of you who reached out and were like, hey, I um, haven't heard from you in a while. What's going on? And um, I kind of miss some of those brain dumps that you've been dropping. How come, how come we're not actually hearing some of your insights? And I have no real excuse for you other than just to say... I needed to take some time to reset, regroup, and reprioritize, so I appreciate all of you who understood that and still were checking in on me. I'm glad to be back. I am grateful that I have this platform to share with each of you who tunes in on a regular basis, and I'm excited to share with you what to expect as we move forward. I want to share with you a little bit about what we've been up to over here in our household, and I think it is... Uh, just kind of a, a good lesson for each of you as well. So one of the things that we recently accomplished was getting our backyard done. Now I bring up the backyard not as a bragging point because it certainly wasn't something that was super cheap, but because I want you to understand as we move forward, I'm gonna be talking a lot about intentionality over rigidity. And when we talk about an abundance mindset versus a scarcity one, you're gonna start to hear how I personally went through this transition and this transformation and figured out like, where to, where it's okay to spend money as long as you have an intention behind it rather than just holding on to it and saving every last penny in in fear of scarcity and this backyard project is a very good example of that so i wanted to share with you a little bit about how we've been able to utilize it so once we decided yes we're going to spend this money we figured out how to make that happen and then we just We pulled the trigger on the project itself. We could have waited a long time and thought, you know what, we could probably save a little bit over here and we could probably cut these corners over here. But what we decided to do was not get stuck in analysis paralysis and we just pulled the trigger when we knew we would be okay. Oh my gosh, you guys, that was a huge lesson that I didn't even intend to tell you about on this particular episode, but I am uh, because as you may or may not know, all of the prices have skyrocketed in the last several months. Had we waited just three more months to sign the contracts that we needed to sign in order to get the project underway it would have probably cost us about $30,000 more and would have taken about nine months longer. So I just share that with you because we could have cut some corners, yes, but it would have ended up ultimately costing us way more. And so sometimes it, it's okay to just take that leap of faith and trust your gut and just go with it. So anyway, there is a story behind uh, – or packed into this pool thing. I wanted to let you know that my 14-year-old daughter, she came up to me over the summer and said, hey mom, uh, you remember some of those resorts that we would go to in the last few summers? I said, yes honey, I do. She said, could we go to one of those again? (laughs) And I, I wanted to just you know, throw up a little bit, to be honest with you, because in my mind, I'm like, well, we just created kind of like a resort experience in the backyard. And in here, this the little 14-year-old is asking me if we can go spend even more money somewhere else and put money in those people's pockets. And instead of getting super defensive, I took a, te- a deep breath and I, I took a step back and I said, why don't you tell me what it is that you would like to go do at that resort? Well, of course, and a 14-year-old, she wanted the chicken fingers that they sold at the poolside at this particular resort. So I chuckled to myself and said, my honey, I can recreate that part for you, no problem. So what we decided to do was actually be intentional about this investment that we made. Now, I do want you to hear the word investment, and I want you to understand that I have come to realize that investments is not just stocks. It's not just something that will give you money back. A return on investment can sometimes be the experiences that we create, the memories that we make. There is an emotional component to return on investment. And I just want to make sure that you hear that today because you're going to start to hear a lot more of that moving forward in this particular podcast. So, the investment that we made, yes, technically is an investment in our home, and we may get some of that money back when we sell, but it doesn't matter to me right now because we're in no position to sell. So, doesn't really matter what the house is worth or what money we could get back until we actually get the money back. And so we have decided to look at this in terms of a return on investment other than numbers. Now, when we decided to make this something that was an intentional approach, I told my husband, I want you to take some time off of work. I too will take that time off of work. And we are going to pretend as if we are in a resort, only we don't have to spend a thousand dollars for five nights somewhere else. So we actually got all of the benefits of being in a resort. We got to swim whenever we wanted to. We got to sleep in when we wanted to. We could stay up late. We got to just play board games. We got to not worry about having, you know, all of the chore list to do. We got to eat out. We got to eat a little more junk food than we might normally do. And we said yes a lot more to the kids than we might otherwise have done. But... We got to sleep on our own beds, which was a wonderful thing, and we didn't have to pay for it afterward. We had already paid the bill, technically, for our backyard. And so what we did was we said, okay, well, where would this $1,000 have gone? Uh, It would have gone to somebody else. Now what's the next thing that we want to work on? And we were able to take that $1,000 and put it towards the next goal that we had instead so that the kids could see that it wasn't just free and it still felt special and we didn't even have to leave our own backyard. Another important lesson that I've learned just from that project, having a pool has never, ever been a lifelong dream of mine. In fact, when people would bring it up years ago, I'm like, oh, no, 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 that is not for me. Too much hassle, too much expense. Hello, scarcity, do you you hear it in there? Um, Anyway, uh, it was not something that I had any interest in. And when we decided to move here, Our older kids were a little bit older and they said, hey, you know, we would really like to consider this. Would you consider getting one? And so we started to look into what that would really look like. And I just want you to realize that sometimes when you're part of a family, it's important to really kind of tune in to what their dreams are too. It can be so easy as the head of a household or a parent lead in the household to just get wrapped up in your own dreams and kind of forget about what the kids would want or what your spouse would want. And so when we kind of listened to what they said and took that into account and then went with it, what ended up happening, you guys, is that I discovered how much I personally enjoy having that in our backyard. Because it used to be when I would hear the words swim, that's only one word, when I would hear the word swim, I would conjure up all of this vision of having to bring the kids into a car, load them up, you know, make sure they're all sunscreened, make sure they all have their flip flops and make sure that I have the credit card so I could swipe that card and and go to the actual place. And if I was going to pay the money, then I better stay for eight hours when everyone's crabby and I better have some lunch and I would just get exhausted thinking about it. Now, I can just walk outside my back door, throw them into the pool for 20 minutes, let them get out all of their, you know, their, their energy and they can come back in and they sleep better. And it's like, huh, oh, that was actually pretty simple. And so again, I just want you to know that it turned out to be a great benefit for me because not only can I do that for them and not have to worry about the chaos that goes along with the idea of swimming, I too get to just jump in anytime I just want to cool off and I can get back out so uh, that might not be anyone else's dream if you're listening to this and you're like why does she keep talking about this backyard pool thing It's not for me we don't want that I understand I'm hoping that you can hear between the storylines that this is a lesson in getting other people on board with what it is that you want and you might even discover what you thought you didn't need okay so As we move, oh, 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 there's also one more thing I need to tell you. I have recently pulled my daughter from the public school system. Now, I'm not going to go into all the reasons why I did that. That's really not important. What is important is the idea that I had zero intention of doing that. For a really, really long time. In fact, when I finally did pull her, it was kind of with uh, gritted teeth. Like, "Ah, I'm not sure I really am up for this. Because it doesn't feel like something that I would have signed up for. But it does feel like something that I'm called to. And that is important for you to hear too. Because I think part of the biggest reason that I didn't want to do it. Is because I didn't know what I was stepping into. It was this giant... Unknown area, and I still admittedly don't know a lot about what I'm going to be doing, but I do have this sense of peace because I decided to surround myself with just a few people. You guys, I can tell you that when it comes to this whole homeschooling arena, there are a ton of people who are doing it and even more people who will give you an opinion about it. And I did not want to get so wrapped up in what everyone else was doing for their kids and what that looked like. What I decided to do instead was think about who is one person that I have seen walk through this process that I trust and that I have seen good results from. And then I can talk to that person. So I thought of a few of these individuals and then I kind of just went to them and got a little bit of information about what they were doing. And when I heard something that was in line with what I believed and what I wanted to do, in fact, it was kind of what I was already doing already. I just didn't know it. I didn't label it that way. I said, this is it. This is the route that I want to go. And then I just hooked arms with an individual and said, would you mind mentoring me through this? She said, not at all. And so that's how we're moving forward. I made sure that I did all of the checks, all the boxes that I needed to check in order to make sure everything was legal and done correctly in our state. Outside of that, I'm just using my creativity and and really just going with it and trusting the process. If I can just know the next thing that I need to do, then I'm not really feeling this desire or this need to know the entire picture before I actually get going. So I bring that up for you as well because I want you to know that I am living through the process that I bring my clients through and the process that I talk to you about it's it's not always money based. It's a lot of life lesson based, um, and a lot of the things that I realized. You might have heard some of the parallels as I was speaking. That when we when I have clients come to me. They oftentimes are looking for just one mentor who they trust and they've seen get results and they believe that they're in alignment with stuff that they're already wanting to do and they're like, okay, now we're just going to lock arms and we're just going to move forward and I don't know what the whole picture looks like, but I trust you and we're going to do this together. And so I just wanted to share that little bit with you as well because that was a development that happened just a few weeks ago as well. Okay. As I wrap this up, I want to tell you what to expect moving forward uh, as we continue to do some of these podcasts. I am going to be focusing, as I alluded to, much more on who we're becoming and the intentionality of our spending over rigidity. I realize how important goal setting is for people, but I have just realized that if you set a goal and you reach that goal but haven't really paid attention to who you're becoming during that process, then you end up feeling very unfulfilled at the end of that goal. And it also it doesn't really change you at the core. And if you if you're doing something because you want to change something and you're not actually focusing on who you're becoming, then it's very easy to go back to some of those old habits that you had before. So you're going to be hearing a lot more of a focus on that. And then as I mentioned a little bit earlier, the intentionality over rigidity for me is one of those things where it helps you to get in more of that abundance mindset versus a scarcity one. You're also gonna hear a little bit more of the interview style than you have in the past. And that's just because I have been able to connect with so many amazing people over the last several months and I know that they have value that they can bring to you. And so I wanna make sure that they're sharing that value with you. I did mention back in episode one that I would be doing that throughout the entire podcast. And I have done a little bit here and there, but you're probably gonna hear a little bit more of it as we move forward because I have some, like I said, some amazing guests lined up. So you're gonna hear people from the mindset space, you're gonna hear from other financial coaches, especially creative individuals. small business owners, moms, you're going to you're gonna hear it all. Uh, you're also going to hear from people like investment advisors and insurance brokers, and quite frankly, just some cool people who have some awesome stories to tell that I think will be inspiring for you as well. So I'm going to wrap up today and just let you know I, again, am so happy to be back and I appreciate you tuning in today. If you haven't yet subscribed or liked this show, I encourage you to do so. And if you are excited about all of the things that are coming forward with this podcast, I encourage you to share it with a friend and invite someone else to listen along with you. If you are interested in being a a guest on my podcast, please let me know that by emailing maria at cashinonchange.com and I would be happy to see what story you would like to share with my listeners and we might just be able to get you on. You guys, again, thanks so much for tuning in and as always, have a fantastic day. Bye.